for for all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football because we are wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, that is Spotify, that is the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. Bo Morgan, aka Squid Billy, is a Friday and bittersweet moment for us. This weekend, Squid, because we're football fans. Everybody listening, I'm sure, are obviously football fans as well. And we only have one more game left in this regular season, or I should say, not regular season, but this football season. And it happens on Sunday. And after that, we have to go months without watching another NFL game. So bittersweet moment but it should be a really good game in the Super Bowl and we'll we'll preview it and give you a little matchup to watch a little key to the game a little score prediction before we get out of here but uh I'm, I'm excited for the Super Bowl this weekend Bo and I, I I know you are as well so we talked about what we're gonna do for the Super Bowl earlier so I have a, I have a Super Bowl question also another one fun one uh later on in the program but first and foremost how you feeling on a Friday Bo yeah, man, I'm ready to uh, to get through to a Friday and get to the weekend. It's gonna, not going to yeah. be a good weekend uh, in the state. It's going to be wet. Yeah, um, nasty. And, and so the, the two days average out to 95 percent chance of rain. Oh, uh, it's like 100 on one day and 90 on the other. So, jeez, it's uh, look, it is what it is with that. And, you know, other, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm ready to get to, um, <laughs> I'm ready to get to the weekend and watch the Super Bowl. Super Bowl has always been a game that no matter who plays in it, um, I watch and I look forward to. Right. And uh, so it's been a long week, been a long two weeks getting ready for it. Now let's get the game on. Let's do it. Let's get the game on. But before we talk about the big game, we need to talk about our Atlanta Falcons, Bo Morgan, because I have a little bit of news. Charles London, former quarterbacks coach for the Atlanta Falcons, has now moved on to become the passing game coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. So now this leaves us in a position where we need a quarterbacks coach. And do you have any, first and foremost, congratulations to Charles London. Good move for him. But, Bo, for us, do you, I'm not even going to say have any names in mind because, I mean, that's that's hard to figure out. But um, when first hearing about this news, how how much do you think it's going to affect Desmond Ritter? Do you think it's going to have a huge impact on him at all? Um, you know, do you do you think? I mean, it's, obviously, it's not going to affect the system or the offense, but I mean, do, how much does a move like that really affect a guy like Desmond Ritter? Well, you know, 
there with their quarterback coach a lot, and that's the guy that's right. with the with the quarterback the most. Um, right. Dave Ragone played quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so he's an integral part of the planning. But I, I think I think it could be a positive thing. Um, okay. Charles London, first off, uh, did a good job, and he is – he is on the natural progression. And he's not a, he wasn't a he didn't play quarterback. Yeah. Um and he was a running backs coach before he came here. And Arthur Smith show you know, one of the things I want to speak on, and I was talking with someone off the air about this. Um the coaches that really you know, everyone talks about minority hires and everything and how to progress minority coaches to get head coaching jobs. Right. And the ones that really know how to – that really that show me they, the head coaches that really show – I want to – head coaches, I want to clarify. The head coaches that really <laughs> show me that they care or they're trying to promote that are the ones that put them in unfamiliar positions. Dan Quinn did it with, with Ra, Raheem Morris. You know, Ra had been a head coach, but it was – it was a – it. it the way it happened for Raheem, it was, you know, he was it was an unexpected um he had just been named DC in Tampa and it was unexpected um resignation from Gruden. And he was the guy. So, but what what um what DQ did was hey, he put Raheem over wide receivers, which is a position he had never coached. Right. Part of. Um and that helped that what what I'm what I'm trying to get to, and I know I'm sputtering around here, but basically what that does is it they go through and they learn everything about a team and managing and it helps you become a better coordinator on either side. It helps you um really progress as, as a coach and because you gotta have an understanding of the entirety. And that's what Arthur did for Charles London. He hired him. As a, he was a running backs coach. He hired him in here to be a, a, a quarterbacks coach. Next step for him is the OC. Well, he didn't quite get that right. passing game coordinator, right? Right. Which, boom. So I would see Charles London being an OC within two or three years, and I and hopefully a head coach in another couple of years. Who knows? Maybe maybe quicker. You never know what happens in the league. Right. But, so I'm happy for Charles London because this is a natural progression to get to the ultimate goal. If that ultimate goal for him, it's a head coach. Desmond Ritter. Look, I think Desmond will be fine. I think TJ Yates is the guy that I would like to see who is a wide receivers coach right now who happened to play quarterback. Right. I think he's the guy that should be bumped. He's a young guy. He's played in the league, played in playoff games. Um, and I think he could help Desmond Ritter in, in, in some areas. Not to say he's not already helping him, but he right. can really help him more. So I don't expect any – I don't expect this big drop-off or anything. I expect it actually to be some, you know, lateral or if maybe move, but you do have a guy that actually played the position, and I like that aspect when it comes to a young quarterback. You know, if it was – I know when Charles was named the quarterback coach, Matt was there. So maybe him and Matt helped him. Uh, about the quarterback position and, and, and the playing it and, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, you learn things from everybody you work with. Right. Whether you're mentor or mentoree, right? Yep. You learn, 
you learn if you have an open mind, you learn things. And there's no doubt in my mind that's who Charles London is and who Matt was, and they learned from each other. And and he probably took the things that he learned from Matt and helped it use them with Desmond. And now he'll go on to the passing in coordinator position in in Tennessee and have a have a better grip of the quarterback and and that kind of stuff. But I think T.J. Yates is a natural progression. Hey, you move move over. Maybe I'm wrong. Move over, and now you're the QB coach. And that's a progression for him as a young coach because he is another young coach who probably maybe the goal ultimately is to be an OC or a head coach. So I, I don't see it as a negative for anyone. I see it actually as a positive for everyone. And, um, and you know, the only negative will be we're losing a good coach. But Right, that happens. I get to trust Arthur to – to go bring in uh, another good one. So it's the only thing I can uh, – it's kind of my take on it. It's kind of how I thought about it. So that's how you know you're doing something right when you start to lose guys from your staff because they're moving up in the ranks when it comes to the coaching world and getting elevated and promoted and hired to new positions. So that's how you know you got a, you got a good coach, you got a good coaching staff when, when guys are leaving the staff to take jobs. So – uh, shouts out to Charles London for becoming now the passing game coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. And I agree with that. TJ Yates also played quarterback for the Falcons for a little stretch. He was a backup for Matt Ryan for a couple of seasons. So, uh, he, I mean, that would be a very, it would seem like easy transition, pretty easy transition for him, especially now he's already on the coaching staff to go from wide receiver coach to quarterbacks coach. Like you say, he played the position, he played the position here for the Atlanta Falcons. So that just seems like it would be a fit. Again, like you said, we could, the Falcons could add that to maybe the plate of Dave Ragone, who's already the OC. Maybe you make him the quarterback's coach as well. Um, I don't know if they do that per se, but that's an option for them as well. But so they got good options. And again, I agree with you. I don't think it'll affect Desmond too much. I think he still will, he'll be surrounded by, a good coach, whether it's Dave Ragone, TJH, whoever they bring in, if they bring in somebody else who's not on the staff already. So, um, again, only down, only downfall I see is losing a good coach, like you said. And uh, we'll see who is now going to be paired with Desmond Ritter to hopefully make Desmond the next great quarterback. We'll see. So, um, Charles London is, though, moving on to the Tennessee Titans to become the passing game coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. So we'll see how that works out. But I think it's time to talk about the big game a little bit, Squid, because we have a very, very good matchup. I think the two best teams in the NFL are playing the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. But when I think about this game, the first thing I think about is how are the Kansas City Chiefs going to pressure Jalen Hurts? How are they going to disrupt his rhythm? How are they going to stop the run? How are they going to sack the quarterback? Because they do have Chris Jones. They do have Frank Clark. But that Eagles offensive line is scary. They got a bunch of big dudes who are not afraid to throw you around. And really, that is the biggest thing for me. Can the Kansas City Chiefs get pressure on Jalen Hurts? Can they disrupt the running game? 
if they can do that, then I think they have a, a pretty good chance. But if if not, I mean, the Eagles have shown they do not care. They will run all over you, and they'll throw with Jalen Hurts when they need to, but they are content with running the ball and dominating possession, and they'll probably do their best to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you said it. I'm not worried about – look – you always want to get pressure on the quarterback. That's the whole. That's the whole idea. Is to get, right. you know, you, you winning up front. If you're getting pressure on the quarterback, means you're winning up front. Right. But let's take a step back. That's not the. You know, I love Jalen Hurts. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts is one of the the great stories and good guys in, oh, in yeah. the NFL. There's no doubt. I mean, the guy is. A, a, you won't find a better human being than Jalen Hurts in the NFL. Yeah. But this is business. <laughs> so the way you beat Philly is you stop the run. This is a team that averages almost 150 a game. Right. Jalen Hurts didn't even throw for 4,000 yards. As good as he's been, as efficient as he's been, he's done everything you've asked him to do. He's been extremely efficient. But the reality is he's been he's been pretty lethal with his legs. Yep. But – He's been a guy who, I mean, you look at the numbers, he's only got, I mean, only, he's he had a great year. I mean, 22 touchdowns and six picks is great. I mean, you complete almost 67% of your passes. That's great. But the reality of the situation is, is if you want to beat Philly, you stop the run and you make them beat you through the air. Yeah. They've got two phenomenal guys on the outside, A.J. Brown, who, um, is, you know, the beginning of his career, looks like he's on the way if he keeps this up to a Hall of Fame career. Devontae Smith's a freaking Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Goddard is uh, a tight end that they basically told Zach Ertz, who's an all-pro, bye, we got yeah. Dallas Goddard, you're, you're good. Really getting banged up now, and this guy's replacing <laughs> you. So, the weapons are there. You mentioned the offensive line. Beat Philly, make them beat you. Make Jalen Hurst beat you from the pocket. Do I think he can do it? Oh, yeah, I think he can. The problem is this guy's only thrown on over 35 attempts, maybe four or five times all year. So they don't want to they don't want to drop back and throw 40 times a game. They're, these two offenses are uh, essentially opposites. Yeah. Um, so that's how you put the pressure on the Philly offense. Stop the run. That's the number one thing you have to do. There are two playoff games. They've ran all over teams. He Dude hasn't thrown over 25 pass attempts in the playoffs per game. His wow. two playoff games, you go look at his two playoff games, 16 of 24, 15 of 25. He hasn't thrown over for over 300 yards in the playoffs combined this season. Yeah. But he hasn't had to. Mm-mm. So the, the the reality of the situation is you have to make them do that because we haven't seen them do that in the playoffs. So that's what you want to do. You want to stop the run. That's the first thing you want to do when you talk about beating Philadelphia from the offensive, you know, from, from your defense versus their offense. Do you think the Chiefs are capable of stopping the Philly run? Do you think they have the personnel to do so? Well, this defense is only only allowing 108 yard, 107 yards a game on the ground. Um, I, I don't I don't 100 percent know where that ranks right off the top of my head, but I would tell you 
that's probably in the middle of the pack, maybe a, maybe maybe top fifteen. Um, so yeah, I think they can. I mean, this the the Steve Spagnola, this isn't his first rodeo. You no. know, he he knows he knows how to coach in a, in, a, in a Super Bowl. He's obviously was the DC for uh, the first Giants Super Bowl. If I'm not mistaken, uh, maybe both. Um, I have to go back and double check that, but I know he was obviously the DC in these uh, in 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 the Kansas City Super Bowl. So this is a guy that knows what he's doing. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think if anyone can, you know, I would I would say that um, Spagnola is a guy that 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 would be able to um, you know 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 how to do that. So it's um. It's 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 something that they're, but they're gonna have to really commit to it. They're they're gonna have to come out there and try to stop the run, and and it's really the key to this def, to this to this game for me. Um, you know when you look at Kansas City against the run, I said 107 yards. Um, that's eighth in the league. So they're the eighth yep. eighth best run defense in the league. I underestimated how good they were. So yeah, I think they can. I, I do. Now, this Philly offense is this line is really good, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I've I, you know, obviously we we know my ties to the Philadelphia Eagles by now. I, but I've watched a lot of Philadelphia Eagles football, especially in the past month. It's hard to see and it's hard for me to fathom after watching these Games that I've watched, anybody stop that Philly run if and when they commit to it. And they've been committing to it here these past two games. So the Chiefs, it, it does make it interesting. I didn't know they were ranked that high in run defense. So maybe they can find a way to stop the run. Um, But I don't know. I mean, this what I've seen this Eagles offensive line do to defensive line has, has been scary and no man should have to witness what they've, what they've been doing, but no, seriously, uh, it'll be interesting. And the, but the thing I think if we flip it and go to the Kansas city side of the ball offensively, I think the thing that's going to keep them in is their offense. I think their offense will be able to keep up with, the Phillies offense, be, I, honestly, I think this is going to be a little bit of a of a shootout. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game because I know that Eagles defense is good, but they haven't really faced a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes yet. And I know Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be 100%, but I feel like he's going to be fairly close to 100%, as close as 100% as he's going to get um, all season. So he's had two weeks to rest up on that ankle. He's had two weeks to treat it. I think Patrick Mahomes will be ready to go as far as, you know, his ankle goes. He's going to be maybe slightly gimpy, but I think he's going to be ready to go. I think they'll be able to figure some things out against his Eagles defense, even with the pass rush that they have, you know, even with the solid secondary that they have. I think I think he'll be able, I think Patrick Mahomes will be able to find some holes because the, the Eagles haven't seen a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes all year. So offensively, I think they'll be able to keep up. I think this will be a little bit of a shootout. And well, they're okay. gonna have to the Kansas City all can't they're gonna have to spread this, you know, uh, Reed and the enemy are gonna have to spread out 
the uh, this defense because yeah. they can get pressure with four guys. Oh yeah. So you your your hope is that they get that they want to get pressure with. See, this is for me. If they want to play where they only want to bring four, that's that's what I that's what if I'm if I'm a Kansas City fan, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Because they'll drop back in a zone then, and Travis Kelsey's a guy that is a freaking genius at at, at, at essentially um, finding the soft spot. Now they that's may true. they may try to play, come up and play man, and then they then they'll have they'll still have a guy over the top on him, um, which I still think. You know those two, but I think they you want to spread them out, and you can, you know, use that quick passing game to kind of, honestly, what I would I would try to do is spread them out early, and 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 see if you can use that quick passing game, and maybe keep these guys on the field and try to go a little a little tempo, and maybe where now the problem is these guys are deep. I mean they're too yeah. deep at every position on the D line. Yep. But if you can wear some of these better guys out, you get them in the right package. When they, you know, you get them on the field with the right package and maybe lean on these guys a little bit and wear and use tempo as far as getting up to the line and and maybe keep these guys on the field and, and get them worn down a little bit. Um, that would be that would be something that I, I, I maybe they look at because. That could kind of neutralize the pass rush a little bit. No, that I, I completely agree with that. Uh, I have a question for you. As far as the Eagles' defense goes, I know you said something. Uh, you know, I, obviously Patrick Mahomes is and Travis Kelsey. They're they're a all time great tandem. And like you said, if they do get spread out and maybe they go to a zone Travis Kelsey he's a pro at finding those holes so with that being said uh do the Eagles counter that by really trying do you think early on they try to test Patrick Mahomes really test out how his mobility and do you think they try to really put that pressure on him early by we know they can get home with four but do you think they maybe send a couple of blitzes Patrick Mahomes way early on just to kind of test him and make a move around and really try to set that tone of you're not going to be comfortable in this pocket all all game long. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think they did a little bit of that with um with the Niners and, and Brock yeah. Purdy, but but just yeah, that's sure. But or you know, mm. honestly, I would try to see if I can get pressure with the front four to start the game because okay. uh, I think they can. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think Mahomes is, you know, it, the seeing how as well as he played just a week after a high ankle sprain. Having essentially two weeks off, I um I I tend to think that ankle that ankle is going to feel pretty good to be honest yeah. with you, and so that might not work out as well as they think because he he is the king right now at at moving the you know him and Burrow, but I think Mahomes is the original at, at being able to create plays out of the pocket with his arm, and you know he's he's got enough he's got the, a good enough mobility uh even with that high ankle sprain that he can move around and make plays i don't think he'll be as hobbled as we saw him two weeks ago maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm overestimating um you know the the the, the cortisone shot or the tortoise <laughs> shot or whatever and, and and his recovery but yeah i think i think it's a good point but i just tend to think that he's he's ready to go yeah, I think he'll be ready to go too. I mean, he's he's had a lot of time to get treatment on it and rest it up. I think he's going to be ready to go as well. I do want to ask you, 
What I know we talked about the the offensive line, the, the Eagles offensive line versus the Chiefs defensive line, Travis Kelsey versus, you know, the this this the linebacker core and the secondary. What what is the biggest matchup in your opinion in this game? Is it off the Eagles offensive line versus Chiefs defensive line? Is it Travis Kelsey versus the secondary? Maybe the linebackers. In your opinion, what's this what's the what's the biggest matchup in this game? Uh it, that I, you know, it's hard to answer that because I think all of them are super important. How do yeah. how who who comes up and covers Kelsey is right. going to be a huge one. Um, I think it. I think uh, I think Sneed is going to get stuck on um, AJ Brown, mm. Legarius Sneed. How, yeah. how does how does he handle that? I mean, that's that's a huge right. that's a huge matchup. Um, yep. But to me, it honestly gets back to the to the trench play and can 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 Kansas City hold up enough in the pass protection um mm-hmm. but the biggest one to me is again if you stop the Philly run game how does that how does that affect their offense yeah and and so I I would have to say it's the Chiefs line versus the Eagles O-line and, okay. and that run game I, I just think that is a big key I, yeah I, Everyone thinks that's a shot at Jalen Hurts. It's and not. It, and it's not. That's the strength of their team. You cut the snake off where? At the, at the head. head. The head of the Eagles offense is the running game. And it's it, Jalen is a part of that, a huge part of that. That guy ran yeah. 800 yards this year. So that's a huge part of what they do. Everything they do in the passing game is set up with their run game. So to me, that is the, ma- the number one key in this game is – can Philly have success running the ball, especially on early downs? I completely agree with you. If the Eagles, I'm just going to tell you straight up, if the Eagles have success running the football, they don't even have to have as much success they usually have running for, what, 150 yards, 158 yards a game. They don't even have that much success. If they're on a clip where they can run for at least a little bit over 100, it's going to be a long day for the Kansas City Chiefs because at that point, they will be able to run the clock. They'll be able to run very good play action stuff with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. The RPO will be in, in effect as well. And I don't at that point, when the Eagles are cooking like that, they're hard to stop. And that defense, that Eagles defense, I, can, I believe will at least be able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs defense, I mean the offense, at least once. So if they're able to run the football, I, I think it's a long day for the Chiefs and they're really having to play catch-up. The entire game, but if the Chiefs do figure out a way to stop the run, then then we have more interesting of a of a ball game, in my opinion. And we'll see we'll see what uh, what the Chiefs can do on offense as well. But I do want to go ahead and get into some score predictions, Squid Billy. Who do you have winning it all? Who's taking home the Lombardi Trophy Sunday night? Uh, you know this is um this is a tough one, and just. It is. It's funny how the more I hear people talk about this game, the more they've turned uh, the Chiefs into like the '98 Falcons or <laughs> or the 2000. Remember, I remember in 2001 when the Patriots came in and they were like a 14 or 12, 13 point underdog or some crap to the Rams. Yeah. And the Rams just got all this pub, and the Patriots were just lucky to be here. And no one. I mean, I keep hearing all the experts, and it's just no one is given. Kansas City a chance and I get it because of uh the trench play they have and yeah. how great Jalen Hurts has been this year and 
they've had this dream season. <clears throat> That's cool. But guess what? <laughs> the head coaching position matters. Advantage Kansas City. The quarterback mm-hmm. position matters. Advantage Kansas City. Um, and then the third would be the the pass rush, which is advantage Philadelphia for me. Yeah. Um, two out of three ain't bad. I'm taking the <laughs> Chiefs and the one and a half. Let me go 31-27 Chiefs. Okay. I have to go opposite. The Eagles. Well, you have, have to for a couple of reasons. Yeah, I, oh yeah, for a couple of Brother, reasons. Whether you believe it or to. not, one main reason. <laughs> I I need the Eagles to win. I do believe the Eagles will win as well, though. I'm feeling confident, but I do need them to win, and I want them to win. So there you go. But for me, the Eagles have been the most dominant team all year long. They've been the most consistent. They've been the most dominant. I don't think that changes on Sunday. I think they'll be able to establish the run. I think Jalen Hurts made some big throws. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown make some big catches. The defense gets some big sacks and makes some big plays. Not sure if they get an interception, but I could definitely see a strip sack in their future. And I think the Eagles win this one. I'll say is it's pretty close, though. I will go, I'll go 27-24. Eagles in a close one, but the Eagles for me, they've just gotten it done all year. Jalen Hurts is 16 and one as a starter this year. I believe is 16 and one or 15 and one. I don't see that changing. I think the Eagles are flying their way to another Super Bowl in the past what five seasons. So I got I got to take the Eagles, and uh, hopefully that happens because you know this 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 household might be. In disarray if they don't win both. So, <laughs> selfishly, I need the Eagles to win. <laughs> well, I think you just need to go to bed as soon as the game's <laughs> over. If they lose, uh, you personally. Yeah. 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 When you just you don't you don't look as a as a as a diehard fan. There won't be a lot of conversation. Words don't, don't matter. Listen. Just let it breathe. That's yep. the best advice I can give to you. <laughs> best relationship I can advice to give it you at Sunday on Sunday is if it goes poorly, shut up. Yep. Let it breathe. Yep, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say a word. I'm just gonna, you just know, let it breathe, man. Yep, hey, I'm just Words gonna let it don't breathe. Help. Nope, not but, at all. You know, there, not with sports is involved. So there will be. I, I at this point, I know. Hopefully, this doesn't happen. But if the Eagles do lose, I know there will be nothing I can say to make it better. So I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> but I do have a. Before we get out of here, Bo, I do have one uh, fun, quick question for you. Do you have a favorite food that you like to eat on the Super Bowl? Is there a food you're looking forward to having the most on Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, no, not really. Um, I think we're doing pizza and wings this year. Uh, actually, nice. I, I'm, I might, I actually might just might, depending on how the weather is Sunday, I might decide to, to smoke a few wings. Okay. Uh, last year, but just put them on the weather. I might, I'm just, I haven't decided yet, but no, there. Dude, it, it doesn't matter. You know, there's always nor- – pizza is always kind of like the go-to for everybody on yeah. what they like tomorrow. But, it, yeah. it, honestly, it's not a – it's one of those deals where it's um, it, it's not – there's nothing that's really pertinent. You know, oh, I have to have this. Um, I just like – I like trying all the appetizers, really. Oh, yeah. Thank you know, you. there's always um, 
somebody's always got some nuggets or some some wings. Wings are always saying or uh, you know, piggies in a blanket. I love some piggies. Um yep. give me a pig in a blanket all day long. <laughs> Just honestly, I like to graze on on Super Bowl. Um yeah. I've done I've done some I've I've smoked pork butts last few years. I'm not doing that this year. Um, just kind of taking it easy. There and you go. Smoker's about to get fired back up, though. Trust me, but not not really. <laughs> but no, nothing, nothing out. Uh, nothing over the top. Just the normal. I really like just kind of grazing off appetizers. You know, ch- there's always a good chicken uh, buffalo dip. That's oh, yeah. always around uh, at every party we go to. So something like that. There you go. I'm with you. Graze on the finger food. Fill up on the on the appetizers. Get a little bit of everything and. uh Give your palate a little bit of a little bit of taste of everything. So I'm with you. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of Peace Street Football. It's the last time in a while we'll we'll, we'll be able to preview a game and, and break down a game. And we'll recap the Super Bowl when we come in back and talk to you next week. But until then, for Bo Morgan, I am Dylan Matthews. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peace Street Football because we are wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, that is Spotify, that is the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peach Street Football is there. For Bo Morgan, again, I'm Dylan Matthews. Have a great Super Bowl Sunday and uh, selfishly, go Eagles. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. H-E-L. 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 H-E-L.